You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 689, <laughs> Christmas with the Subs 2, Holiday Boogaloo. Welcome to episode 689 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I'm Paul French, and today I am, of course, Boxing Day Boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have uh, we have had a great holiday thus far, <laughs> and it's only getting better. How many people did you knock out today? All of them. All oh, of them. Um, Sarah was uh, asking me that last night, actually, when I uh, when I put her to bed. She was uh, she was like, so, Daddy, when is Boxing Day? And I said, well, it's tomorrow. And she goes... Does that mean we're going to be watching boxing <laughs> all day? <laughs> what a horrible holiday. <laughs> right? No, yeah, exactly. So we uh we um uh she's uh, having a both of them are having a sleepover at the uh at the in-laws. And we got to come back, watch some football and watch a uh, watch a movie and then watch some Hawkeye cuz we still haven't watched it all. And we have to finish it this week. Oh, it's good because it's well, good. we but we have to finish it this week, obviously, um, because... because it's a it's a it's a Christmas. Uh, oh, that's right, it's a Christmas yeah. show, technically. Technically, so technically. yeah, exactly. It's uh, <laughs> it's a Marvel Christmas special. <laughs> exactly, told over what uh, eight nine episodes? I can't remember. Uh, I think it's just six. Oh, is it? Six. Oh, so we it's just not that many. Oh, we no. just finished four um uh, j- about uh, twenty minutes yes. ago. So there we go. Yeah, the last the last two are about forty five minutes each. Yeah, well, there it's we like go. Watching a, yeah, kind of a a short TV movie. Indeed, really. Indeed, well, it was. Uh, we've had fun with it thus far. So, um. Anyway, yeah. So we had uh, my in laws over for uh, for dinner yesterday. Bird was the probably the best yet. We tried some new sides and all the all the stuff. And uh, and so it was uh, a great Christmas overall. I got told to uh, Ella and I were playing um, uh, we're playing a couple of games on Christmas Eve while Sarah did some Lego with Jan. And uh, she came down and, and, and asked us to please get to bed soon so that Santa can come. And uh, mm. <laughs> she's like, not messing around. <laughs> and so she's just at that stage where, you know, she's. Um, well, she's been questioning for a couple a couple of years, and uh, but yeah. you know she she's she's in that I want to believe, even though evidence is telling me otherwise. Even though stage. logic would dictate exactly, and and it was so funny. She said that she said, you know, Daddy, one of my friends at school told me that there's no that there's no Santa, that it's just your parents, and and she says, and that that's ridiculous. You guys don't have time to do all that. Well, then that's going to really make her appreciate even a couple of years, isn't it? I I really liked that logic. She's like, you guys are too busy to do all that. <laughs> Most parents are. Let's be honest. I mean, well, there you have it. There you have it. So, uh, but I love that that she's like, she just thinks that when he said your parents are are Santa, she's just like, my parents aren't aren't my parents aren't making presents for you guys. <laughs> Next thing you'll be telling me, Clark Kent is Superman. That's crazy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's crazy. <laughs> 
Just look at him. He slouches. Exactly. But Wears we got glasses. To... No one's gonna believe that. But we got to do all the uh, all the magical stuff, and um, and uh, so it was a uh, a a a solid uh, a solid uh, holiday for the books. Woohoo! And for you, sir. Oh, hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm Darren Noel, and I am uh, have been exposed to children for the last uh, 36 hours, kid, <laughs> which is not my normal habitat. And as such, uh, yeah, I need a vacation. Um, we were going to bed Christmas Eve. The kids went to bed around 10. Yeah, because we worn them out. Yay! So Yay. they pretty much collapsed once they went to bed. The problem was. That out in the boonies where my brother lives, there are people who think that any holiday is an excuse for fireworks. Oh, good Lord. Seriously. (laughs) And of all the holidays, when you want people asleep in their beds, that's kind of the thing. Now, once every 10 minutes, a firework would go off from about... 10 30 11 o'clock on to 1 30 a.m i know because it kept me awake yeah apparently and the next day of course there's always the emergency run to run to the store up on the corner and grab this real quick because we don't have enough I'm like okay i'll go do that i can do that that's fine mm-hmm. so i ran to the store real quick and this guy looked at me could tell I, I don't typically sleep well in a new place the first night it's yeah. just a thing i do um, so I was like tossing and turning already. And so I'm sure I looked very bleary eyed in the morning and this guy was busy. You didn't get any sleep either, huh? I'm like, no, I didn't. He's like, I went over to that neighbor's house. who was shooting off them fireworks and cussed them out. I'm like, well, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I had had a national lampoon moment just then. That makes perfect sense. Thank you so much, sir, for spreading the love of Jesus Christ in this season. (laughs) Shitter's full. Shitter is totally full, y'all. Thank you, Randy. Thank you. Oh, man. So that was was my uh, holiday. Mm -hmm. So over to you, uh, Travis, if you're there. Are you there, Travis? I'm here. Yay! Hey, everybody. This is Travis Ellisor, and I am giant-sized man-thing lad. Hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> no one likes a bragger. Make <laughs> 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 sure it didn't happen, sir. <laughs> I thought Excel was the uh, <laughs> So, my holiday was good. No drama. Everything went fine. But, uh... The day before Christmas Eve, I started my next reading project, which is all of Steve Gerber's Man Thing. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I got finally got all three big collections of all of that, and um, I was talking to a coworker about it, and because uh, he did not understand the difference between Swamp Thing and Man Thing. Okay. Uh, and uh, okay. and I told him that it came out at the same time. It was kind of a weird coincidence, and I told him the whole story. And he's like, well, which ones are better to read? And I said, well, they're just so different. I said, Swamp Thing has a few runs that are very notable. And most Swamp Thing stories are about Swamp Thing. Man Thing was mostly Steve Gerber for many years. There's been a couple other runs. I said, but most Man Thing stories are about other people in situations that the Man Thing just happens to blunder into. Yeah. 
he's not he's not really much of a character he doesn't really talk or even think um but gerber his some of his uh his writing like one of the bad guys his name is fa schist uh <laughs> you, can you pick up the subtleness there? You I know, F.A. Schist really is the bad guy. He has Wait a, a evil corporation. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 pretty. It's amusing. It's you know, and, and it's where Howard the Duck first showed up. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. I, I read all of Howard the Duck late last year, so nice. this is kind of a good follow up. But uh, anyway, that's me. Over to you, Michael. All right. Hi, everybody. I'm Michael Grabwa, and this week I am Leftover Lad. Uh, I am in the process of driving home from my dad's house. My brother-in-law and sister were there, and so we got lots of food. We went out to eat every night, and we have lots of leftovers, so I am bringing home with me about four nights' worth of, uh, of dinners, I've got fajitas and enchiladas and nachos and barbecue, which are like the the best things that you can get in Texas. Oh, totally. Very nice. That, that rocks, yeah. And I will be a silent lad on the ride home because uh, the Bluetooth is kind of noisy, and so there you go. <laughs> We'll hear from you when you get home, sir. Indeed. It's fine. I'll, I'll, ch- I'll chime in every once in a while. Just I won't be my usual uh, vociferous self. Oh. <laughs> you, hear, you heard it here first, sir. I know. that's. Some people are looking at that as a, a feature, not a bug. <laughs> <laughs> On this Christmas podcast, we have a less loquacious Michael. So uh, that's it for me. Uh, over to you, Jim. Hey, everyone. I'm Jim Purcell. And uh, this uh, week I am uh, the cat's away and I will play lad uh, because my mother and her cat are uh, they went home for the holidays. They're back in New York. So I'm by myself until after the new year, mm-hmm. uh, which after two months of living with my mother is a welcome respite. <laughs> uh, you may notice I am louder and yeah. more vocal this episode because I don't yes. have to whisper all evening now because she goes to bed at nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> she has a job. Well, there's ah. that. Uh, so, yeah, I'm mostly just kind of getting some me time in this holiday season. I got to spend some time with my niece and nephew who live locally. And un- unfortunately I got to work six days this week. So I can't go to New York and be with the whole family. Cause mm. my niece, nephew, sister, and her husband are all going to New York for the week as of Tuesday. So mm. I'm going to be in Connecticut by myself for a little while. Uh, but you know, sometimes you got to be by yourself. Indeed. That's true. Honestly, that's the greatest gift of all. Indeed, it sounds. <laughs> believe me, it sounds delightful. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. <sighs> Didn't tell you the best part about my Christmas was when a relative showed up wearing a "Let's Go Brandon" T-shirt. Oh, oh no. yeah, <laughs> yep. Someone needed attention, and I refused to give it to him. Uh-huh. So that must have. That was my gift to myself was inner peace. Like, no. Was si- what was sandbagging? I used to have battle of wits with an unarmed person. There I'm you sorry. go. 
don't do it anymore. No, indeed. Indeed. Well, we need to uh, open up this time bubble. Yeah, we have a few more people who need to uh, crawl on in here. Don't Absolutely, we? we got people. Uh, we got people from the uh, from the future to join us. Open up the basement. In, indeed, we do. G'day, everybody. I'm Derek Vins, and this time I am one ring to rule them all, oh, one yeah. ring to find them, one ring to bring them all, and in the darkness bind them, kid. It's 20 years since The Fellowship of the Ring appeared yes. in cinemas. Don't remind me. I remember 20 years ago going to the opening day matinee of Fellowship of the Rings for his friends of mine. So last night to celebrate, I watched the 4K Ultra Special Edition. Nice. It was very nice. Very oh, just nice. Just Fellowship indeed. or all, all three? Oh, look, Fellowship was three and a half hours in itself, so yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pace them out. Ne and next year will be perfect. And they're walking. <laughs> next year will be perfect for the other one. you got to do 20 years for each, right? <laughs> Indeed. Indeedy doody. Fantastic. I've got, the, uh, I've got the special edition box set, extended edition of all three of them, and I have never watched, uh, so I'm... One of these days, I got to do a marathon too. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the the uh, the kids did um, they did the Hobbit last week. I think they're going to uh, hit uh, uh, Lord of the Rings this week. Sarah's just getting to the age where she doesn't so much mind seeing an orc uh, tear, tear something's arm off and beat it over the head with it. <laughs> oh, they they haven't seen these before. Uh, the, well, Ella has. Yeah, uh, my my twelve year old mm -hmm. has, but uh, but the eight year old, it was like I remember we were watching the first one, and Jan's like, because hey, you know, she had been reading the book to them, uh, uh, the book the, of the Hobbit uh, to them on the way camping once, and so it's like, oh, when we get home, let's watch that, and we start watching it, and then that happens, and she's like, okay, maybe this isn't appropriate for Sarah. <laughs> yeah, this is the, this is the <laughs> fundamental problem with the Peter Jackson Hobbit movies is that be, by trying to bring them in line with the Lord of the Rings movies, it kind of spoils the whole it's a kid's book part yeah totally. <laughs> well it's also supposed it was only what a 90 page book there's that too yes. stretch it to three out three uh three hour films please no thank you that was mm -mm. no it's a lot it's a it's a ton it's a lot yeah like here's the animated version kids go watch that oh you know i just that? that is orson bean talking <laughs> So I, I just, I'm always up for more Kate Blanchett as Gladriel. Well, I would it's follow her Dark Queen of the World great. anywhere. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, and speaking of following, uh, I'm Brent Pickhill, <laughs> and I follow Derek into the time bubble today. And uh, today <laughs> I am Orphan's Christmas Lad. Uh, we had a bit of a different Christmas this year. Um, my mum lives in Launceston, where Derek is, and my dad went to Queensland, and my son also went to Queensland. So I was home alone with my partner, so we decided to collect in all the orphans, and we had another uh, six people who didn't have a Christmas to go to, um, and everyone brought something to share. So I'm also a little bit of um, leftovers at my place. So uh, we had a very strange selection of Christmas food. We had curry. Yeah. We had roast duck. We had 
prawns or shrimp, as you might call them. Yeah. And no, we did not put them on the Barbie. <laughs> and, uh, well, I mean, it's Christmas. Ken should be on the Barbie and nothing else. <laughs> as God intended. And we had Thai soup. So uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Very and I made nice. a, my, my famous ice cream version of a Christmas pudding, um, which was kind of cool with um, – Lots of honeycomb and coconut and Ooh. blackberries and things in it. So that was that was nice. That so yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, and a few of the people had never had a Christmas before. One one girl was from Thailand and another guy was from India, and it was their first Christmas. So oh, that's uh, fantastic. That kind of too. Hmm. Yeah. Very nice. They I'm had a lot of trouble like working out how to how to pull the Christmas crackers apart. Oh yes. But that was that was a hoot. <laughs> I work with a lady who's from India, but she is a Christian Indian, and she told me that in India, Christians celebrate Christmas by inviting the neighbours around. It's not so much a family affair as a neighbourhood affair, so they invite the Hindus and the Muslims around and have a feast with them. Nice. That's cool. That's Mm. great. That's, Should have invited fantastic. those guys who were shooting off the fireworks and killed them and served them <laughs> to my family. That would be good. <laughs> <Played India. laughs> well, primitive and superstitious people do believe that in the dead of winter they have to light fires and make loud noises to scare away the evil spirits and so the sun will rise again. <laughs> there you go. I wish I had something to say about that, but no, you're you're absolutely right. These, yeah. these people Spot on. are as primitive yeah. as you can get. <laughs> It all it, it all of a sudden makes complete sense, doesn't it, Darren? Totally, totally it does. <laughs> oh my! Well, I should move anyway, <laughs> folks. Um, what we're gonna, before we get to Legion news, uh, we had some questions last week, and Derek and Brent are going to share their answers. Um, so I believe the first question uh, was, "What would your uh, ideal geek gift be?" Yeah, I, I've been a bit struggling with this one because generally when I see something I want, I buy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have to be what you want. It's it's the thing because you guys are in the future, so you're already closer to next Christmas than we are. So we're giving people a head start on what they should buy for that geek year. in their life. Yeah. Oh, God, there's 363 days till Christmas. <laughs> what will we do? Oh, my God. <laughs> well... I, I, I shy away from the idea of, of gift cards that I think Michael was mentioning last week mm-hmm. because it does tend to mean that you honestly don't know what to buy the person. But then but, if or, I gift Or cards, if that person mm-hmm. is the one who just buys the stuff that they want when they want it, um, it's a good mm-hmm. thing to, to get them because then, then you don't have to worry about getting them something they've already got. Yes, there is that. Yeah. So... There was a there's a sale on Comixology at the moment. They've got their mas- Marvel masterpieces on sale again, like they did last year for for a dollar each. It's a horrible, horrible temptation. <laughs> yeah, so I just spent a, I've just spent a hundred dollars again this year buying Ooh, more wow. of those. So a Comixology gift card would have been nice. I mean. You know, it very nicely told me when I checked out that I'd saved seven hundred dollars on my purchase. So Jesus, that was very that nice too. Christ, literally, that is yes, fantastic. I know. 
That's awesome. Um, yeah, I thought about this one too, and, and like you, Michael, um, I, I'd love to get some graphic novels and things like that, but really I already, I've either already ordered them or um, my partner wouldn't know what which ones to pick up. So what I'd actually like for Christmas is um, some picture framing because I have a lot of Legion artwork that I'd really like to get framed. So I have a, the three-boot promotional poster, the yeah. Legionnaires promotional poster, and the... Uh, what do we call it? The Rebirth Legion um, promo poster as well, which I know, Michael, you don't have yet, and no, you can't have mine. Ah. So I'd like to get those framed. <laughs> well, that's awesome. All right, the next question was, uh, what is your um, Legion on the Run name or code name and powers? My Legion on the Run code name is Skippy. <laughs> and my powers are short distance teleportation. Oh, very nice. Yes. For those who don't know, <laughs> there we used to have when I was growing up on TV, Skippy the Bush Kangaroo, which if you imagine Lassie, but with a kangaroo. Ah. No, <laughs> yeah. So. And the only noise the only noise the kangaroo made was Oh, that's and so, so uh, that was his way of talking about just about everything, actually, right. even calling yeah. the helicopter to rescue them. So, uh, yes. yeah, quite amazing kangaroo. When, when Timmy went down the well in Australia. Basically, yes. What's that, Skip? Timmy's down the well. Let's go and get Dad. <laughs> yeah, and Timmy was called Sonny in Australia. Oh, Sonny. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> This is Paul, I gotta ask you. I have to. I have to ask you something, Paul, as a Canadian that may never come up again because it's sort of uh, re relevant. Yeah. Did you ever watch a show called The Littlest Hobo? Yep. Yep. That With was also a dog show. Star <laughs> starring starring London, the German Shepherd. Yep. What? <laughs> we even had that in Australia, actually. It, yeah, yeah. It's. Yeah? Uh, I, I. I would imagine so. It kind of made its way around, but yes, yes, very familiar with it, Jim. <laughs> it would be and on. I have early Yeah, I have early recollections of Rin Tin Tin. Oh and yeah, it's, Rin it's, Tin it's, it, and, and, yeah. and it's similar to that, and um, you know that that same kind of thing. So yes, yes, the uh, mm. the littlest hobo. Yeah, and uh, so Skippy. So so short distance uh, teleportation. So yep. what, like kind of range of sight type stuff. Oh yes, yes. I like that. Okay, and my um, my Legion on the Run name is going to be Cthulhu Lad. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> Take a drink, yeah. My power is my power is every time someone lets off some sort of laser or firearm or something, I can make the giant word Cthulhu appear in front of their faces, and they have an irresistible urge to go and drink silver ale, and we escape <laughs> while they're doing so. See, very nice. I'm going to have to reject this character because. If you're next to be Cthum, lad, that means our drinks are automatically full when you say <laughs> that that's what that, that character should do for us on the show. <laughs> Just oh automatic my. refills, infinite refills. <laughs> Good. Wow, that's awesome. Fantastic, guys. Thank you for uh, thank you for playing uh, that game with us. Now, we uh, we have some Legion news, which, of course, we did. Wait, something happened after we went off the air? <sighs> As it always does. Uh, they break the news the day after, or, the, you know, the day that the show goes live, basically. Mm. Um, and, uh, and so in this case, 
Um, Legion of Superheroes is being developed as an adult animated show uh, by Brian Bendis for HBO Max. And uh, it's in the early stages of development. In other words, like, don't set your PVRs yet, folks. No, don't don't set anything. <laughs> or yet. I mean, or or, or don't uh, don't uh, do the uh, don't search in the uh, in the searchy box for it just yet. Um, but they are going to expand their original uh, DC productions over at HBO Max with an animated uh, uh, and and they they really key in on adult animated show of the Legion of Superheroes. Um, that was <laughs> Think it'll a- be like Harley Quinn. That'd oh be amusing. Well, I, I I wonder if that means that it's going to be uh yeah you know they can get away with more sort of uh, you know. Will Joe says a swear? Maybe. <laughs> probably. Maybe he can only. Say I think it. everybody but Cosmopoy will probably stay at, say a swear. Just yeah. Does Grife kind of swearing? Well, it kind of is, isn't uh, it? Grife uh, and uh, Naz and yeah. you know I didn't words. I didn't really think about that. If it's like animated as good as Harley Quinn. I don't care what version of Legion it is. It's going to look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? A- a- at the end of the day, it's going to be, it's going to end up diff. you know, with some differences from, from it's this gonna version. It's going to be different from all the versions. Including a- a- exactly. I, like, you know. let's recall the, the animated series that we got uh, uh, before was, you know, was not the necessarily the traditional Legion. There were a lot of characters that were quite different. So, eh, you know, um, but that's not going to stop me, you know, oh, um, we're going to watch it. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so he said he's been discussing the project with HBO max for a while and that they've, uh, started development on the animated series. And well, maybe they're finally looking at it as uh, DC's version of guardians of the galaxy and they want to key into that. Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So only 10 years later, but still, I mean, yeah, that's kind of the sci-fi outer space adventure stuff Absolutely. that everyone went crazy for after star Wars came out. There were so many knockoffs of star Wars and then everything kind of died off. And like, the, well, that's the, the other thing is Disney's got the whole star Wars thing. Oh, going totally. On too, they've got, they've so got that locked he, down. You know, Boba Fett starts this week, doesn't it? Sure yeah. does. So, yes, it does. Oh, you yes. know, if, if these other streaming services are going to compete, they're going to have to come up with some original material yep. to show because all the stuff that can be streamed has been streamed. So, uh, content. So. so Bendis says that uh, um, he said miracles of miracles. Uh, HBO asked what I would um, what I, what I would want to do, and if there's any DC properties I thought would make an interesting show. I may have yelled the word Legion louder than you want to in normal adult, in a normal adult person business meeting. So you may yeah, have grabbed people, shook them violently. Yeah. So yeah, the headline today is HBO Max has uh, put me to work on a Legion of Superheroes TV show. At the moment, it is being developed as an adult animated animated show. Can you tell I'm jumping up and down about this? I've been working on it for a while, and last week I was sent to the next phase. Um, he said he warns fans that the project is still in the early stages of development and that animation takes a long time. So you yeah. may not hear anything about this for a while as he's just getting to work on it over the break. He says that he's excited to share the news and can already confirm that the animated series will adapt the stories that he's been working on for DC Comics in the last couple of years. In his words, facts. It's early goings, but I can tell you this will be an adaptation of the Legion of Superheroes that Ryan Sook and I have been working on the last few years. And just like that series, on sale now, well, 
Is it though? Is um, it? <laughs> it? It will. Uh, it will harken back to uh, so many classics, uh, while at the same time doing what uh, Legion does, pushing all the ideas of superheroes forward in every direction. Uh, so there is no release window for Bendis's Legion of Superheroes adult animated show. However, since the writer underlines the project is still at its early stages, we shouldn't expect it to premiere before 2023. And uh, so there you go. And that um, reporting comes to us courtesy of Collider.com. Cool. Just um, pretend it's another alternate universe and move on with your day, and everything will be yeah, fine. Exactly. And um, TV and shows I'm, and movies are always AUs. So, always. You know. Always. And and I, I know you just attributed Collider.com, but really it's Bendis' newsletter. That's just, it, it, no, they it just is. read it. <laughs> it, it. It is, but but I, did, I directly quoted them, so they, they, they like, I, I directly oh. quoted what they said at the end there. So, um, so I, I do need okay. to at, uh, properly attribute that. Uh, but, but you're right, we also need okay. to attribute Bendis' newsletter, too, uh, from his substack. Um yeah. So um, anyway, so so there we go. Now, oh, interestingly, around the same time, a, hang on a sec. Hey, hang on. Around the same hang time, hang on, I have to mute him. Um, <laughs> um, well, he wasn't going to talk anyway. Around the all right. Around the same time, um, uh, they they had announced that like there was a uh, a blue beetle. Uh, show that they were that they are a movie that they were going to do on HBO Max and it's it's moving elsewhere. Uh so I mean, you know, similar things can happen like this is this is where it is now. That's who interesting that it's moving it elsewhere because HBO is pretty desperate for content. Yeah, I think they want to release it uh theatrically. Um Oh, that's even okay, that makes yeah, sense. Even on so, so that's kind of the uh that's kind of the thing. But obviously this would be um you know, if they're doing it as more of a of an adult oriented uh, series, then yeah, I think it, the odds are good it'll stay with, uh, with with HBO Max. But hey, one never knows because it as it turns out, interestingly, you know, in the in their saying we're going to push this out to uh, th- to theatrical instead of HBO Max, um, you know, they 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 do attribute a lot of the uh, the whole uh, Warner Brothers releasing their slate. Um, simultaneously on HBO Max as as a credit to helping them sort of keep up a little bit in in the uh in the whole streaming area. Um mm-hmm. and uh so anyway. Well that's I think that's one reason why we're getting a big Harry Potter special oh, you yeah. know, on New Year's. Oh yeah. So absolutely. Absolutely. So anyway, so uh so there we go. Some Legion news. All right. I think I think Michael's here and he has something to say. All right. Let's hear it. I'm is this working now? Can you hear me? Yes, we can yeah, hear you. better. Yeah. All right. I don't know what was going on before. Anyway, what I was trying to say is um, the uh, you know a lot of people are upset about the fact that the Legion that's getting adapted is the Bendis version because uh, you may be surprised to hear not everybody is a big fan of what? Bendis or no or his version of Legion. Yes, I know it's true, um, and of course we had to kick somebody out for. Uh, you know, calling Nazis and and things like that. But my point is that regardless of which version of the Legion it is, it's the Legion, number one, it's a TV show that they're getting. And, you know, not many properties, DC properties can say that they've had uh, animated series. 
Uh, and the other thing is that you look at where the reporting is coming from. I mean, it's coming from Collider. It's coming from Slash Film. Yeah. It's coming from Gizmodo. Uh, people who don't normally report on the Legion are now bringing this information public, and more people are now exposed to the fact that, hey, you know, I used to read Bendis over at Marvel. I see he's doing something for DC. Maybe I'll come check it out. So it's it's not a bad is, thing by any stretch. Yeah, yeah. It, Legion, Legion wasn't that an X Men character I read back uh, in the nineties? Oh well, see that brings up a bit of Legion news that I found. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. And uh, so that was that was pretty much all. That was what I was gonna say is that it's not just a case of you know all all publicity is good publicity. It's just this was all good publicity. So. Yeah, absolutely. But it's also it's also about reach, Michael. And like the first issue of Legion, didn't it sell about seventy five thousand copies? The the recent it was, series. It was like the number three book at DC the week it came out. Yep. Mm. Yeah, but the number one book only sold three hundred thousand copies. When we're talking TV, like the audience is so much larger. Like really, absolutely. you know, the yeah, the I comic book no... Legion fans won't be the ones that matter. It'll be the TV viewing Legion yep. fan. The TV yes, and movies is where things going. I have no idea what the audience is for an HBO Max show, but even if you go by, like, if they made a TV series for the CW, uh, you know, a good CW show gets a million, a million and a half viewers, which is not a lot of TV viewers. But when you're talking about 30,000 people read the comic and a million people watch the TV show, that's a, that's a pretty big deal. It's it's a win. And, and, and the thing with, uh, you know, and the other thing about it is, is that, of course, uh, like any streaming service, HBO Max is uh, um, algorithm driven, right? So it's going to be that you liked this, you'll probably like this. And mm-hmm. uh, and so there's a lot of opportunity for people to be introduced to the Legion. Maybe it leads to them buying some Legion. Maybe it doesn't. But uh, but it does, you know, it does float that boat of <laughs> fandom higher. And so this is yep. a good thing. And the reason that it is happening at all is because they came to Bendis and said, we want you to do something for us. Yeah, they said pitch something to yeah. us. Like, that is the thing, you know. And it's, um, you know, when you look at the uh, the last um, film property, he... Uh, that that uh, that that he had a pitch to, uh, you know, or, or was involved with the pitch for it was uh, the Spider Verse, which ended up, mm-hmm. uh, you know, winning winning awards and stuff. You might have heard of it. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And I know in Australia that um, Titans was the number one streaming show in um, September. Oh, really? So you know, if we're if we're talking about cross promotion, you can imagine the algorithms picking that up. And that's oh yeah, a hundred percent. And, uh, we need an, we need another team book to do another Titans yeah. with. Give, it's the same thing when DC said, "Bring me another Superman." Exactly. Bob Kane said, "Here's Batman." It's the same thing. Yeah. And so, the, the great I, thing about animation is we'll get a series where there's no limitation of special effects costs. Absolutely. So we'll get a bit of everything. I did have a think about the word adult though, and wondered whether we're going to get a robot chicken style version of Legion. <laughs> I don't quite, know. I, I think I think he's already I, said that it'll be kind of along the lines of what he's been doing. So um, I just think it's going to be realistic action, even for animation, maybe anime style. Yeah, Cops. and I think yeah. uh, I think also maybe. Yeah, he... uh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Travis. Uh, so he did a little clarification on that. Uh, I'm trying to find the tweet. 
if I can find the tweet. This is how we search for but tweets. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I mean so it, it can be as simple <laughs> as not like Teen Titans Go. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, so it, 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 animation yeah. style probably very similar to Sook style because Sook style has a very animated quality to it, and yeah, yeah. Uh, it's well, pretty clean. Titans line. Go also doesn't have uh, Nightwing and Starfire in bed with each other, but the comic did. So there's that, yeah. you know. So adult <laughs> can mean many different things. I mean, yeah, you hear adult animation. Well, you got a fan art community on Twitter. Well, that's what they, that's what they live for. But when you talk about adult animation, it's not animation just drawn by adults. Hopefully, that's the case in every series. But you know, yeah. But it also doesn't mean okay, it has to be hyper-violent or has sex or yeah, nudity no, or swearing. Yeah, it can just be storylines that are carrying over more than one episode, um, you know, more complex storylines that uh, a, a junior audience wouldn't be able to follow. Exactly. Exactly. Sorry, Travis, what did... Uh... Okay, I, f I, f I found the tweet. He's talking about animation for adults. Uh, he says it doesn't mean, you know, like pornography or anything. He says, in this case, I promise you it means sci-fi with mature themes and content. For example... Like five years later, and Great Darkness Saga would both be considered mature themes and content, in his opinion. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. With, I think most of the Levitt's run is mature themes and content, really. Yeah, I wouldn't complain about seeing either of those two things animated. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what everyone wants. Why don't you make the Great Darkness Saga in in video form? I mean, I'm still waiting for them to do Crisis correctly in video form you know the animators would kill themselves i know they would but and that's why it's, <laughs> that's why it's it's the same as lord of the rings right we were talking about earlier um it's it's the book it's unfilmable well peter jackson came along and he filmed the, the thing yeah. so you know eventually they'll get around to it it's just the the version you're going to get is not going to be the version from the page because we learned that lesson with Zack snyder and watchmen well, and we just learned that a the, book the, is not the same as a movie. Exactly, it doesn't work. And that's the no. you know that's kind of the point. Um, <laughs> you know, it's they like are some, two separate although sometimes doing that shot for shot thing, it's like, uh, hey, remember the shot for shot uh, re remake of Psycho? Yeah, um, oh fans aren't. most no. most don't right because yeah. uh, be because it's like you can go shot for shot. It doesn't mean it works. You know, a poignant moment in uh, in Watchmen, like the uh, and I've said this one before, like like the scene with the uh, the happy face on the moon. It it, mm -hmm. it comes off as poignant in the comic. It comes off as a joke in the in, in as the goofy, yeah. Yeah, like I remember going to see it opening night, and I remember that scene coming up, and it's like, wow, they actually did that, but it looked mm -hmm. so goofy, and everyone in the audience laughed at it, and it's yep. like, yeah, see, it doesn't all translate, you know, and uh, and some things work better on paper than they do uh, in front of a camera. It's just reality. Yeah. And books are structured differently to films. The structure yeah. of a book um, is radically different to the way a three or four act film is structured. So they've always got to be changes. You've got to do things for pacing, totally. which, you know, in Fellowship of the Ring, the whole Tom Bombadil stuff is not in there. Well, and totally people dropped, complained right? about yeah. that. But it's not necessary. If you want to get, you know, you've got to keep your plot moving. You've mm -hmm. got to get from A to B to C to D. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you do not have time for those really wonderful things that just are there to be wonderful, but they don't further the plot. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Totally agree. There's just one thing I'm thinking of. Bendis seems pretty obsessed with the Legion being a very big team. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And well, and even Legion. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. He, but he did. He, you know, he, that's one of the big criticisms of his run is that he's introduced all these characters, but he's only used like a handful of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I guess that's one way that you can have a large cast, uh, just have them around in animated form, but just not having them have speaking roles for most of the season. Well, but, and, the, well, that's, and that's, that's yeah, rather than have to... Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, just JLA yeah. Unlimited did it too. But, yeah. but, that's, oh, okay. but, but, but think of it this way, is like that. it's better to have that with an, an animated thing where it doesn't matter who you cast as that person. Otherwise you right. end up with like, we casted 40, we cast 40 people in this thing and, uh, and at least half of the characters aren't available the next season because there wasn't enough to lock them down, uh, you know, mm. in the first season. To a, to a huge contract, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? And mm. so... Um, yeah, I mean, with, but animated, you don't have to worry about that. It's just we didn't voice them yet, and uh, and that's fine. And um, you know, but uh, hey, that I was I was I was one of the people who uh, had that criticism of it. It's like we got a whole bunch of characters, and we have uh, and we have done nothing with them, and uh, and uh, you know, and, and hey, maybe by then we uh, we get that we get some of that happening. And, yeah, uh, it wasn't until the uh, AI episode that JLU became more than totally. like a team of three or four going out to totally. handle a problem. And 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 you know uh, and 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 I think part of it is is the uh, you know kids on a soccer field um, um, uh, way, factor of of uh, the Bendis Legion run where it's like where it's like you know we, we're used to like you know little away teams being sent to different mm-hmm. places for different things in this is like all right come on everybody and they're all following the ball on the field yep <laughs> let's go exactly. yeah, i'm gonna make a bit of a prediction here i i have a feeling this is going to be an anthology series and what we're going to get is different episodes with different characters in each episode and a bit like our issue eight where we had all the different guest yeah. artists come in mm-hmm. draw each of the characters i think that would make a really good tv show if we just had a focus on different member each time, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how we get a really different animation and different I, style. I, I mean, I, I bet we, if he's going to do what he's done before with this Legion, he's we're going to get a lot of Rimbor right yes. off the bat. Yeah, and I, I would not be surprised at all if we don't see Robin guest star because you know he is well because he's a Legionnaire and always has been and always will be. Totally. Yeah, you know, Robin, I think we're gonna Robin we Prody probably, too. I mean, it's really <laughs> or Prody. Yeah, I think Red we're gonna Hood will to join it. in the fourth episode. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I'll be Super curious if we bisexual. It's all gonna happen. Oh, totally. Sorry, we're gonna I'll say be, I'm, I, I'm curious. I'm gonna be curious if we see this in like 2023 or if this is gonna be all the way out in like 2024. It could be 2025. Hey. I mean, development's development, you know. Exactly. Wonder Woman languished in development for like two get, decades. Hopefully we get at least eight, uh, 12 more issues of Legion before then. That'd be nice. That way they all have something to like draw upon for the stories, yeah. for the show. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. All right. So there we go. Some Legion news. Oh, we're not done. What? We're not done. There's more. That's right. There, there is more. There, there's a YouTuber out there named Blurred Without Fear. His name's Ernie, a uh, great YouTuber. He does a lot of X-Men breakdowns. Yeah. Since I, I don't have the patience to read X-Men comics because they've gotten so spider-webby. Um, I listen to him sometimes out of, out of just curiosity. Well, what what are these crazy mutants Mashugana getting up to now? Yeah. And apparently Nightcrawler is part of a new team. Really? Called the Legionnaires. 
those of you who know your old Legion history will know why this is Legion news. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it sounds like it's a gateway into. Uh... <laughs> well, it's a team led by Legion. Yeah. Okay. Of course. But Nightcrawler and Storm were going to be Legion characters way back when, when Dave Cockrum was drawing the series. Yeah. But then he had that big, they had that big fuss about not having Dave get his artwork back. And so Dave took Nightcrawler and Storm with him and left the building, and that's how they became X-Men. Yeah. Which is kind of why Gates looks like a Nightcrawler. Yeah, that was the whole idea, was that, that he's... That was the joke there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a neat nod to uh, to the fact that he could have been... Um, oh, wow. I never I never made that connection. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he was a Nightcrawler that teleported. Literally. And um, you need to go to the bait and tackle shop, son. Yeah, and, and maybe, uh, and maybe you know, get, um, the whole, um, uh, um, you know, getting uh, getting the artwork back thing fueled some of the the political side of Gates. I don't know, uh, but uh, uh, <laughs> I, I got to say, Marvel's been kind of cheeky about uh, referencing DC in the last few years. Mm-hmm. It's probably all the mouse money, yeah, because they just they just they're did like, all Warner Brothers to us. Dare you? But they, yeah, well, what they, they're, they're saying is, well, we spell it with one N, so it's okay. They, and that's exactly what they're doing. That too. seems to be the case, yeah. <laughs> we we did get the Revengers you know, only two two or three weeks ago. We got a Revengers story in Infinite Tier, JLA Incarnate. So they, they say they're doing it too. Michael still driving? Apparently. Yeah. Michael, mute yourself. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna say either either that or or uh, or he's been. Cleared. Oh, I don't want to listen to lon- Lonely Texas Road. He's been cleared for takeoff. <laughs> he's been cleared for takeoff, folks. That man is dedicated. He is podcasting in a moving vehicle, y'all. There you go. This is what he does for y'all. Podcast is worth every penny you pay for it. Exactly. All okay, right. so Paul, what are we covering tonight? Oh, um, well, what we are Travis covering. Go to bed, y'all. Come on, let's do the, let's do the stories. Yes, exactly. All right, we actually have stuff that we're covering. Um, yeah. And uh, and that would be um, there's some Christmas Legion stories that, that we have yet to uh, to cover. Hey. And so uh, so folks, there is Christmas with the Legion. And um, I have my cider here waiting. So Jim gets to do. Which one are you going to do, Jim? Uh, I wanted to do the tis the the tis the season to be freezing one. Oh, uh, cool. Do we want to do these chronologically or the newest uh, one first? I, I don't think it matters. They're two different continuities. Yeah, so. it doesn't matter. All right. So I guess I will go first. Uh, so we open with uh, this is uh, this is in the uh, tis the season to be freezing uh, special, and it, the uh, title is snow date. Uh, creators are, I'm going to butcher this. I apologize in advance. <laughs> Rich Bernatovich, uh, as writer, Tra- Travis Mercer on pencils, uh, Norm Rapmund Rep- on inks, Andrew Dollhouse on colors, Dave Sharp on letters, and Michael McAllister, editor. And we appear to be in the Bendis era legion, uh, in Metropolis Park. And we see two characters who we have not seen as part of this Legion before. 
appears to be uh, Comet Queen and Polar Boy uh, taking a walk together at Metropolis Park. And she's saying, I was hoping you'd take me somewhere special on our first date, Breck. Not stay here on New Earth. And uh, Breck says, I want to show you how I celebrate the holidays, Grava. It'll be fun. And we see a close-up of Grava. And she's saying, Hmph, I guess that's totally C-Speed too." <laughs> and we get her uh, the Frickman tag. It says Comet Queen, a.k.a. Grava, Homeworld Colony Extall, Power Spaceflight, and Comet Gas Ex- Extrusion. Uh, and then we see a close-up of Polar Boy, and he's saying, this is my contribution to the holiday festivities. It means a lot to me. And we get his Frickman tag, and it says Polar Boy, a.k.a. Breck bon- Bannon, Bonin, uh, Homeworld yeah, Thought. Bannon. Ban- yeah. Uh, Homeworld Thar, powers, cold manipulation, ability to absorb heat and produce cold. And we see that he has crafted what appears to be some ice sculptures in the park. And he's saying, what do you think? And she says, oh, Starshine, it's beautiful. (laughs) Uh, And he says, we didn't have holidays on my home planet, Thar, so I never experienced the joy and excitement that comes from celebrations. Now that I understand them, I wanted to share what I learned with everyone by creating these monuments from different cultures. Uh, Then we see him pointing out a uh, sculpture of Santa Claus, and he's saying, Earth had Santa Claus. He was as famous as Superman. He gave to all the children of the world and made people feel happy and loved. And she says, that's because he uh, gave totally Nova gifts. And there's a skate walking a dog. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But is it good skeets or evil skeets? Mm. <laughs> uh, let me see another statue. And he says, uh, Yalo, uh, Yalo was from Durla and, and she break, cuts in and says, I know her story. She protected their planet from invasion and saved all the younglings. They leave uh, uh, snooises? Snooies. for her every... Uh, they leave schnoozies for her every year as, as a gift. And he says, and this is uh, Shadio, uh, the, dr- the Dryadian. I know that story, too. He loves sugar. And he said uh, he settled the tribal wars and created their yearly gathering to keep the peace, which they celebrate by, she says, eating sugar bars. Um, and Breck's saying, I tried to represent as many stories as I could. Did you know that they all happened at the same time of year throughout history? And in the background, we start to see crack and crunch as the statues start to become animated. And he continues oblivious saying, that's another reason why the holiday season is so interesting to me. Uh, what are you looking at? Did I say something wrong? And in the background, people are running away from the statues, uh, the sculptures, and Comet Queen says, Polar Boy, your creations, they've gone quantum mad. What? Now, I got to say, on this panel, I do love Grava's look here with the orange, with, with the uh, lavender yeah. dress on top of it. She's never really had a costume, just that bodysuit with the uh, logo on it. Wait, that she never, never really wore, made any sense. She never really wore clothing. <laughs> no. Right? No. She was definitely a mutant, and they've changed her hands here. I believe in the um, the original run, she had weird, long, spindly fingers, and only like three of them on her uh, hands. I'd have to go back and look. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely her that's... feet are like that. But they've changed her to be a little more humanoid um, here. Mm-hmm. And Polar Boy, this is just 
this is not a reflection on them at all because this has changed over time. Polar Boy's a blonde, not white haired. He's not. That is inc- that's incorrect. Incorrect. Ice hair. He said white hair way before. He only had blonde hair the one time in uh what the Baxter run, but before that he was shown with white hair and afterwards. Really? I thought he always had a yep. cap on before they showed him with the blonde hair. Nope. Giffen showed him. Remember, even the substitute special, he had white yeah. hair. And, wow. Okay. And, and later on in the uh, in the retro boot as well. Um, yeah, well, I thought that's when they had changed him. Yeah. To be, honest, the icicle kinda, hair. to be honest, it kind of looks like he's got brown hair with white frosting because he's got oh, those he's streaks got the on, fro- the, on the frosted tips. Can we just stop and talk about the look of it here? Like, I'm getting a strong 90s vibe from this whole thing. <laughs> well, that's the shaved side. It's trying to look a little funky. Yeah, we've got we've got we've got pockets. We've got Connor Kent <laughs> influenced um, straps. We've got um, a vibe influenced um, neckline. I think it's incredibly 90s. This image. I think it could it's lose the the straps on the legs and the arms. I don't mind the the collar because that reflects a little bit on cold weather gear you can get nowadays. Yeah. The the belt and the pouch and it's a bit X Men. It's, it's a little busy, but it's okay. I mean, it, it's a mm. holster. What well, has he got holstered the, in there? The pouch is pure Giffen. It's yeah. Giffen. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's true. Reference. It's true. That Han Solo belt though is something else because it's 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 really skinny on him. <laughs> It's almost like he's wearing a, a harness, which I have seen in clubs before like that, by the way. Yeah. So. But I don't I don't mind either of these costumes for them. I like the I like their looks. I, I don't think Comic Queen is wearing a costume. I think she's just wearing a dress. A dress over up. her bodysuit. Of course that it's wonder why she's dressed up and he's like Well, it's a date. Yeah, but he's not. He's just wearing his super suit. He's a guy. Thank you. That is like many dates I've seen where the girl dresses up and the guy's just like, whatever. <laughs> just, wore, just wore what he wore at the gym. Oh, exactly. Oh, God. Yeah. No. Not good. We, we also don't know if either of these two are in the Legion or in the subs. Oh, I think they, it's they've got the pregnant tag. Polar, they have Polar Boy is. Polar Boy's got a ring. <coughs> oh, yeah, hey. he's got a flight ring and everything. Yeah. I assume they're part of the Legion because they have superhero names and Frickman tags. That's yep. my assumption. Although I don't think it is stated outright at any point in the story. We'll see. We'll get. I did skim it. <laughs> I believe they did say Polar Boy is. That may have been in an interview, but well, I would assume Comic Queen is too because she got the same kind of treatment yeah. on the Frickman. Tags, I assume so. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Breck's jumping into action. He says, uh, we need to pr- provide protection. Quickly, follow me, Comet Queen. I don't understand how this is happening. Uh, and then she says, maybe it's like that snowman story where he came to life one day. Uh, and then he says, no, that was because of a hat. There has to be another reason. <laughs> <laughs> there's your, there's your, your worm, kids. <laughs> and she says, what if it was awesome. Stardust uh, from, from Throm that brought the elements to life? And he says, that doesn't work like that either. Something or someone must have brought them to life. Who would do that this time of year and why? And uh, she's flying around. Big foosh. I think she's like trying to 
melt them and she's saying, Starshine, you created them. Can't you uncreate them? I can control temperatures, which causes freezing, but I can't animate ice. Uh, this one merged with uh, more ice and became even bigger. Its movements are the same, no change, even with the added mass. Wait a minute. They're not alive. Grava, I need you to turn up the heat just enough to melt the sculptures. Uh, and then she does a big foosh supernova attack type thing saying, Apso Starly. <laughs> Can I, can I just point out that was a fashwoom there, and I think we yeah, should be taking I'm taking that. No, you're right, it is a fashwoom. <laughs> I thought it was a foosh. No, fashwoom. Fashwoom. Oh, yeah, that is fine. Can I point out she now has three fingers again? Yeah, she, she's back. Oh, she does. Next one also. Maybe it's when she's using her power she looks that way. I don't know, but uh, we've never known her to be I, I would say control. maybe a... So. Someone probably got a note. After they turned in a couple pages, I think it's a miscommunication between the inker and the penciler. That could be. Yeah. yeah. Her fate as well. Because Norm Ratman, who inked this, was on Twitter saying he knew nothing about the Legion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? So that's he was, funny. He was he, probably trying to correct it in places. Yeah. That's He's what you Legion call Travis, people. people. Call Travis. He knows what. I'm just saying what he said on Twitter. Yeah. If <laughs> only, <laughs> if <laughs> only there were a place where people could get Legion reference. Yeah. No exactly. such thing exists. If though. only there were yeah. a, a website, um, some place where someone had collected all these visuals of different Legion characters. If only such a thing existed, Travis. Mm, if only. Maybe next year. Maybe. Maybe for. Maybe <laughs> or maybe, <laughs> folks, you can head over to our website and look down the links and find it there. Can I can I just say Norm is just an awesome guy to do, get a commission from. He did a, a Dawnstar commission for me years ago. Oh, is that right? <laughs> he has he does know the Legion. He drew them in Legion Lost when they crossed over with the Teen Titans. So oh, that I can guy. understand him. I can understand him wanting to block Maybe that. Maybe wanted to forget it. Yeah. But... <laughs> I think mystery well, I'm, solved. I'm loving his Comic Queen here. I'm loving. Oh yeah, the, the art on amazing. this is great. Yeah. Um, the way they do the shine on mm-hmm. both the ice sculptures and her skin looks yep. great. Yeah, yeah. And I was coming... I, I, I was really pleased with the with the art in this. It was uh, it's great. And uh, on this page in particular, I think Breck's face has kind of Giffen esque qualities. I, I, in general, I think this story looks great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so she's going to show Thwoom, and Breck says, oh, and then the, she melts the statue, the sculptures, and he says, this is the distraction. There are statues missing, but I think I know where they are. Statues. Uh, she says, go, I'll make... <laughs> uh, that's true, there are statues. Take a drink, people. Yay. Oh, wait. See, I kept correcting myself saying there were sculptures, and now he's saying they're statues. Yep. All right, she says, go, I'll make sure nobody is harmed here. And he flies off with his flight ring going, I won't let everyone's holiday be ruined. Polar Boy's going to save Christmas. Uh, Now at the Museum Hall of Heroes, which uh, looks vaguely like the Hall of Justice with a bunch of holograms of uh, 20th, first century superheroes all around it. And he comes flying in uh, to see a statue of Superman in a fountain. And he says, this is not joyful. It's truly a nightmare before. Dot, dot, dot. He goes inside the museum. He says, there they are. And a bunch of little uh, elf 
uh, sculptures are wreaking havoc inside the museum. It's and he like says, the movie Krampus all of a sudden. What's going on here? Uh, I was wondering what happened to Santa's elves. Now that I know what I'm dealing with, I can take care of things without worry. And he just shatters them with his powers, which I could have swore he said he couldn't do earlier, but let it go. Well, he, he oh, ooh. bad pun. Wait, what, what pun? Let it go. Really? You're going to use a phrase? Oh, God. <laughs> hey, they can be, they can be cheeky with Disney too. <laughs> Well, they already did that with the Nightmare Before reference. Well, so, yeah, absolutely. You know, hey, every turnab- kid's running to Hot Topic right now to get that merch. Yeah, so. turnabout's fair play, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, he turns to look at the Flash exhibit where we see a statue of Flash and Professor Zoom, uh, and he says, "And find the real threat behind this." And in the Flash part section, we see some dude crashing, breaking open a uh, display case with a gun in it. And he's saying, finally, it's mine. And then his hands freeze in blocks of ice. He says, what the? And Breck is saying, nice try, but that doesn't belong to you. And he yells, your powers can't stop, Captain Freeze. The cold never bothers me. And he there shatters we go. The there ice. it is. <laughs> uh, he says, you think you're so clever, polar boy, but you fail to realize that your ice can't contain me. And actually, we get a we get a real Karakathum. Take a drink! Yay! A real one. Oh, my God. All this nog is everywhere. <laughs> it's a holiday Christmas miracle. <laughs> Just like Captain Freezer's beard. What is going on there? Whatever is going on top of his head. What the hell? <laughs> Who did his hair before he got Night Girl's hairstyle there. <laughs> no, thank you. No. And that beard, that that is a choice right there. That is a choice, yeah. people. No. <laughs> is that a fashion don't? <laughs> that, that is a fashion. What the hell were you doing? <laughs> Your ice can't contain me because I control ice. And he throws all the shards of ice back at Polar Boy, who puts up an ice wall saying no. And the, uh, what was his name? Captain Freezy Pop. Uh, <laughs> Captain Freeze, he races towards the, ca- the the broken display, saying, "I've been waiting all year for you to have your ridiculous holiday celebration. I have the ability to move ice, but I can't create it. Do you know how difficult it is to find ice within the United Planets?" <laughs> I have a lot of I have a lot of questions about that statement, but we'll move on. Because of all the weather control machines, everything is a perfect seventy-two degrees all year round. I mean, that, I guess that's how I take I took it as well, but. There's no ice in the United Planets. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, I'm sure the uh, nobody. Remember, Earth, well, well, Earth there might just be... got water back. Apparently, Earth is barely so... a planet. <laughs> there might be ice in someone's drink, but that's not enough to like take over the world with. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Good point. It's not like there's like snow there, there's, or there's weather. No continents with ice on it because those have long since melted away. Fair. All right, and he continues saying, but with Captain Cold's gun, I'll be able to use my powers anytime and get whatever I want. And Breck makes the floor slippery, and he slips on his ass, which I have done, which sucks balls, by the way. And he says, wah, oof, ouch, my back. (laughs) My Christmas gift to you is that I did not make a gay comment about that comment. There you go, yet. No, I'm going to let it go. 
And Breck says, you'll get medical <laughs> attention, and then you'll answer for the destruction you caused, endangering civilians, and attempted theft. You're a fool. Why do you use your powers to help others instead of yourself? Uh, and Breck says, I don't think you'd understand that, Captain Freeze. Bah! No one cares anyway. <laughs> and, and then uh, Comet Queen comes flying in saying, I care. And so does everyone else who enjoyed Polar Boy celebration displays. Goodbye, Captain Grinchy. Uh, and she says, your quick thinking saved lives. There were no injuries to anyone in the park. And Breck says, I'm glad to hear that. I would have felt terrible. I guess this wasn't a very good first date. I'm sorry. And she's super excited saying, are you kidding, Starshine? It was like mega fetch. I had Stop. the best time. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Bring <laughs> <laughs> it back. They're still... They're still trying in the 31st century. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> it, it still hasn't stopped. Listen here, Gretchen Wieners. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Look at how much everyone appreciates what you did. And everyone in the foreground, this crowd is cheering. And he's saying, well, maybe I could recreate the holiday sculptures and we could continue our date. And she says, I'd love that. And I'd like to share another ancient holiday tradition with you. What's that? It's called mistletoe, Aww. and they smooch, and the Legion arrives to witness it. <laughs> Guys, y'all are a little nosy, don't you think? It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> kind of showing up for the smoochies. So, it's pretty good mm -hmm. for Christmas story. It was a very enjoyable story. Oh, it, was it was fun. fun. Absolutely. It's nice. it's nice to have a fun story, isn't it? Mm-hmm. No one on the run. No one about to take Didn't a, I read a time stream. Michael. Didn't I read that this is the first uh, story by the writer and the artist that they're both new? First DC recall. story. Yeah, that's what I meant. And actually, it's not even that because Travis Mercer did an issue of Red Hood. All right. Cool. So it's their first Legion think, story. Yeah, can I just say before think, we leave yeah. this book, it's always interesting with these Christmas books what DC chooses to include at the time. Yes. And I think it's it's um it's interesting to see what we won't go through them, but what some of the other stories are. We've got Robin and Mr. Freeze. We've got oh, so there's another Legionnaire. Yeah. Well 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 that one's yeah. interesting because it's it looks like yeah. it's animated series based. Yeah, and we've got crypto in that story. Yeah, that was that yeah. was Tim Drake. Yeah. That's yeah. Vixen and the Super Pets, basically. Yeah. And then we've got Bizarro. We've got Firestorm and Killer Frost. Polar Boy, Harlequin, and Blue Snowman. I'm not sure who that is. Uh, Flash and Captain Cold. And the JLQ, which is the Justice League Queer. <laughs> I think it's interesting that... Um, we, I think we've talked before about how much um, TV property-related comics we're getting yes. at the moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm is that many of these are TV-related. And it's interesting that now Legion's been brought into this group and we've got a Super Pets movie coming out. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've got um, Killer Frost on the Flash TV show. So it'd be interesting to see if we get any of these other properties also in development at the moment yeah. around Bizarro or Justice League Queer. It'd be interesting. I can totally see Super Pets becoming a kid's, you know, franchise movie. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, did you notice that uh, as a like the adult leader of the JLQ is uh, Extraño? Well, of course, it also would be. It's a nice little story. 
Estranjo's DC's first gay, openly gay character. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and um, and and maybe that's why we're maybe that ties into why we're getting a uh, a new Guardians. Um, wasn't there something about New Guardians last week as well? Yeah, there's gonna be they're gonna be uh, doing a trade of New Guardians. They're adding the whole series to Comicsology. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. The series, but, yeah, not Melinda. already there. But so. that's but that's what I'm saying. Like like that, you know. Again, I I think there's something to that. Uh, is that we're hey we're giving visibility to this character Estranio, and uh, hey, wasn't there a book that he was in? Let's put that up. <laughs> You know, like mm-hmm. it just yeah. it's just that's generally, you know, when you get a lot of these sort of piecemeal, um, uh, you know, this series shows up and that series shows up and it's like, why that one? Um, you know, that it, and it often ties into something like this and um, where it's like, oh, well, we're giving some profile to this character now. So let's uh, let's have some stuff available uh, where where he shows up. Mm-hmm. We've also got a character in the in the Justice League queer story that's his. I think it's like his protege, and uh, that character dates Aqualad, the new um, Aqualad. Mm-hmm. And um, there's definitely a connection between all of this and some of the young um, adult novels that DC is putting out. The um, you know the that's a good point. The, yes. So there's some connections there too. So there's probably an audience that they're building around some of these characters. I'd completely forgotten about that that stuff. That's right. And a cameo by Tasmanian Devil. Hey! Yay! Hey, hey, hey! Very nice. Come to Tasmania. Down to Tasmania. <laughs> I used to like that show. Same. It's same. a fun show. Uh, Every time I see Tasmanian Devil, I just do the... I, I, I remember having the, uh, the, the Sega Genesis game of it as well. And uh, it was a fun game. <laughs> All right. I remember one of the original Taz cartoons um, where Bugs had buried him under the earth and then Taz comes back and he says, why for you bury me in the cold, cold earth? And I thought, <laughs> yeah. that's so poetic. Why for you buried me in the cold, cold earth? <laughs> and Bugs is just like, yeah. <laughs> Taz was one of those characters that he, he started off as a villain and became a hero. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, why don't we get into the next uh, story? Mm-hmm. And um, why don't we have our guests split the story up? Cool. Okay. So one one of you start, the other one can you guys can figure out the split point and one and then <laughs> and then one finish. But the trick is, if Derek goes first, then 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 Brent, you have to uh, manage to maintain continuity of his voices. Well, I am I am seamless segue lad, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I should start if that's the you case. start. That's fair. That's fair. I'm not even going to try and compete with Derek in the um, accent state. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, this story opens in Metropolis, but it's a different Metropolis to the one that we've just visited. So, hold, hold on, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. Let's go to the book. Hey, Brent. Yeah. Uh, yes. Everybody, this is from the DCU Holiday Special, the 2010. Yeah. Which yeah. Is released, I don't know if we which told has a cover date of February 11. 
but it was 2010. Yes, exactly. Well, it came out yeah. in December. Yeah, yeah. It's the whole cover date. Yeah. So this story is titled Holiday, and it's by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning, writers, Chris Batista and Rich mm. Perotta, art, Travis Lanham, letterer, Hi-Fi is the colorist, and Mike Carlin is the editor, and Rachel Gluckstern is the associate editor. So as I as I started preemptively there, uh, we're in Metropolis in the 31st century, and all is quiet on the holiday. And this version, Michael, you can tell us what version of the Legion this is. I mean, uh, I this is the retro boot. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, if it's, if it's 2010, it's pre-New 52, so it's the actual retro boot. The retro boot. Okay. So uh, Cos, Cosmic Boy is flying with his... Uh, he's, he's got his... His What did we call these before they were called Frickman tag? Nothing. His label. Name tags. His Legion name tags is Cosmic Boy. Uh, Science police control. We're en route. High-speed intercept. Please clear us for ascent through high-altitude traffic zones. And we hear a voice over an intercom. Thank you, Legionnaire. You are cleared for airspace ascent. And uh, Dawnstar says... And we all know how much you'd rather be taking a day off wildfire. Oh, I think I've read it the wrong way around again. I do this all the time, don't I? So wildfire says, nothing going to be around today anyway, because it's holiday. And Donza says, and we all know how much you'd rather be taking a day off wildfire. To be fair, to be fair, those are bad uh, Badly bubble placed. placements. Badly yeah. placed. But the art didn't leave room to put it in the right place. So, yeah, yeah it's an easy mistake uh, to make. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, if you're rostered on for holiday, bad luck. I'll get over it. What's the story, Cos? And Cos, and they they fly upwards, up up towards uh, the uh, high altitude area. Um, and Cos says, SP Control just flagged a possible terrorist attack on the docking ring on top of Metropolis Space Elevator. And they fly up to the top of the space elevator and into what looks like a warehouse. And Cos says. Uh, no one in sight. And Wildfire says, what part of holiday are you not getting, Cos? And uh, holiday's in quotation marks there. And Dawnstar says, um, oh, here again, world bubbles. Uh, Try that way. And Cos says, let me just move those shipping crates aside to see if they're using them for concealment. Apparently not, says Dawnstar. It must be warehousing then. And we see Cos using his magnetic powers to lift the crates. Uh, Wildfire, we can't waste any time. Cut us an access point. And wildfire um, fires up. You got it, and burns a hole through the wall, uh, revealing some workers having a, a what looks like a, a lunchtime drink. What the sprock? These guys aren't terrorists. And the uh, workers say, huh, "Huh, we won't do nothing." And Cos says, "Apologies for the intrusion uh, and the hole in the wall." I think this was what was known as a false alarm. And uh, this might be a good place for you to jump in, Derek, I reckon, if we have a scene oh. change. Perhaps we'll handle it that way. Yep. So an, an away team. Yep. On the archaeological site on Mars, we have Shadowless, Polar Boy and Chameleon. Um, Polar Boy, uh, and this is Polar Boy who's got one ice arm uh, that dates back from Legion of Three Worlds, doesn't it? Well, the action comics with Jeff Johns. When he mm. lost that arm, the um, where they brought Superman to the future accidentally because there was a red sun. It was the uh, first story with Earthman and his Justice League versus the Legion. Yep. Yep. Uh, Polar Boy says, "Just came over the link. 
apparently causes Dornian wildfire just scared the sprock out of a bunch of longshoremen having a cup of good cheer. Ruined their holiday spirits. And Shadowless says, embarrassing for them. Game faces, SP control says there could be rogue kill bot loose in this dig site. Oh, no, I just turned the page accidentally. Hang on. Get back a bit. <laughs> Whoopsie. Oh, no, I'm going forward again. Oh, there we go. Uh, Chameleon says, really? Do they mean this harmless auto-function excavator droid? Polar Boy says, don't tell me we just wasted an interplanetary call-out. Hmm. And then we cut to the old Metropolis Stargate Junction on Metropolis, where we have Colossal Boy, Lightning Lass, and Element Lad. And Element Lad is saying, hmm, SB Control... We're in the junction chamber. There's no sign of any alien attack. Are we in the right place? Do you want to take over again, Brett? Yeah, I'll jump back in. Then we cross again to Legion headquarters, and we've got a gathering of the Legionnaires around the um, meeting table. Uh, we've got uh, Colossal Boy, Dawnstar, Light, Lightning Lass. We've got Element Lad, Cosmic Boy, Wildfire, Brainiac 5, Shadow Lass. Polar Boy and Chameleon Boy. And um, Wildfire says, pulling monitor duty on holiday is bad enough. But these false alarms? Seriously. Brainiac 5 says, I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. Patience. And um, Wildfire says, holiday is not about rushing around like a headless turcopoid. Indeed, says Element Lad. That's why the United Planets combined all of the cultural, ethnic and seasonal festivals in, of the olden times into this one day a day where citizens could peacefully celebrate with their friends. And Lightning Lass says, it's about family. It feels wrong not celebrating holiday on Winneth with Gar. And Shadow Lass says, uh, I know what you mean. On Talak 8, holiday is when we gather to welcome... It is 8, isn't it? Yes. When we gather to welcome the winter dark and the time of shadows. And Cosmic Boy says, well, on holiday, well, on Brawl, holiday is short and sweet. Industry never sleeps. I'm ready to do whatever, uh, do my duty, whatever the time of the year. And Brainiac 5 chimes in, holiday is an illogical whimsy. I don't know why anyone would want a day off. Anyway, I've determined that the false alarms have one thing in common. Do I jump in again there, Derek? Sure thing. And we have the Legionnaires turning up and Cos says... Science police control? Seriously, Brainy. It's the only point of connection, says Brainy, linking all the alerts. There's no one around, says Element Lad. And who says Wildfire? We've been in we've been noticing a lot of today. I wonder why. Brainy says, You may keep your sarcasm, Wildfire. SP control is fully automated, as you well know. Hmm. And force field protected, apparently, says Shadowless. Lightning Lass says, shouldn't our flight ring codes give us access clearance? <laughs> Brainy says, it's as though there's a site, the site was on security lockdown. I can't reach the force field generator and disable it, says Shadow Lass. No, wait, says Cam. And there is a zap. But Cam zooms in and gets Shadow Lass out just in time. You've set off the countermeasure systems. Whoops, says Shadow Lass. Disable those security lasers fast, says Cos, before somebody gets cooked. On it, says Lightning Lass, and she zaps, and Wildfire um, zaps as well. Uh, who have we got here? Dawnstar says, get the vault door. And Element Lad says, which is not 
now so much armoured steel as quite brittle quartz. And Colossal Boy takes his fist back and goes for a big punch and says, thanks. He's contributing. <laughs> yes, yes he is. <laughs> Brett, you can go again. Okay, and as he says, thanks, I'll knock it, shall I? And he smashes through the quartz. Um, and Brainy says, we're in. This is the control mainframe. Oh, this isn't good. And we can see the control mainframe there. Um, and Cos says, Brainy? And um, Brainy says, the artificial intelligence running science police control is a cloud of nano mist particles. It's malfunctioning, just producing gibberish. Probably sounds a bit like Michael today, actually. Um, the AI never rests, <laughs> never sleeps. It operates 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Hey, take a, couple minutes, take a couple minutes off. It's fine. <laughs> we know it's your Bluetooth, Michael. It's okay. You've got some um, nano mist particles in your Bluetooth today. Decades of tiny errors have incrementally multiplied to the point where it's in danger of total cortex failure. Cos says, what about the false alarms, the emergency call-outs? Brainy says, a cry for help, I believe. Unable to communicate its own problems due to system corruption, it was generating fake emergencies in the hope that someone would notice its plight. Cos says, okay, but can you fix it? Greater Metropolis is going to go very dark without science police overwatch. And everyone says, Brainiac? Well, I can switch it off, he says. Click. No, it's a, it's it's supposed to go the other way around. Oh, where he says, "Well, I can switch it off," and they'll go, "Brainiac." You see these word bubbles? They really could get them in the right order, couldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty funny that Brainiac has decided to uh, skip giving this computer psychological care and just rebooting it. Well, <laughs> you know, he, he's learned something in his years as a legionnaire, and uh, he clicks it back on. Calm down. Switching it off allowed it to reboot and self-repair its systems. If all else fails, turn it off and turn it on again. Mm -hmm. Basically, I gave it a well-earned holiday, if only for a split second. I wish I could have given you greater respite. And uh, we see the, um, an image appear on the screen of the uh, computer, and it's a almost a watchman smile, referencing back to earlier in this episode. It was wonderful. The longest break I've had in three centuries. I feel refreshed enough to face another thousand years, says the computer. Well, says Brainy, I'll build I'll build an annual one second rest into your protocols just to be safe. I'll let you take over there, Derek, and bring us into the end. Sure thing. And the rest of the Legion turn up. We get Lightning Lad, Sunboy, Invisible Kid, Timberwolf, Satin Girl, Ultra Boy, Phantom Girl, Monel, who doesn't get a tag, and Gates. Satin Girl says, we heard there was a major emergency and a break-in at SP Control. And Ultra Boy says, we gated in every reserve and off-duty member. But Cos is there saying, relax, everything's fine. Dawnstar says, looks like we'll be spending holiday with friends and family after all. Cos says, happy holiday, Brainy. And Brainy has a slightly bemused look upon his face. Mm -hmm. And the caption box says, and happy holidays wherever and whenever you are from the DC universe. Ah, So yeah. I got to say, I like this story a lot because uh, Abnett and Lanning introduced like a whole bunch of like really interesting sci-fi concepts in a very short amount of time that you don't often really see in Legion comics, like space elevators. Yeah. And uh, like the Stargate teleporter array thing. 
and this computer Overwatch that apparently monitors everyone on the planet. Uh, who who needs like who's going crazy mm-hmm. and needs a one second vacation? It's all better. I, I thought they were because... building up to a computer thing right there for a second. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> it's actually more horrific than that. That <laughs> uh, this computer is happy with its one second vacation. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This is like We've also got the excavator droid is another bit of tech that they introduced there. Yeah. No, I thought this was fun. Plus, cool. you get to see I, everybody. It's the first time I've seen Gates next to Phantom Girl like that on that on that last page, and um, it's interesting seeing them all appearing through that sort of hoop shape or that circle, which is very much the Bendis sort of Phantom Girl power, which has got mm-hmm. those sort of hoops. Yeah, that's interesting. It's also Does anybody remember? I was just right, going to say nanobots are still there in your computer. I think we need to. Turn <laughs> I, I was, turn just, I was just going to say it's, it's interesting to see Gates because recall Gates mm-hmm. actually stayed behind mm-hmm. uh, after the whole Legion of Three Worlds thing, but you barely saw him. Yeah, well, in, so did XS, and you never saw her. Yeah, yeah, she's not. She's not even in this one. Nope. Uh, well, that, that was what I was going to ask. Is it, does anybody remember what happened to Gates and XS uh, once they transferred over to this timeline? Well, XS ran off. XS ran story off in Flash, right? And then was yeah. seen again. Gates, I think, was just forgotten. Yeah, completely. she never showed up. Again. Gates didn't really. No, he, did. he went with Legion Lost to the bat. Right. Past. That was that oh, was the next time happened. you saw him. So yeah, he was forgotten, and no one ever heard what happened to him. Oh, well, this yeah. one actually. <laughs> it never happened. It never happened. <laughs> this, this we will never was... ever speak of it. Notice Dawnstar and Wildfire are back here. It never happened. Yeah, this uh, this issue was published in between Volume 6, Issues 7 and 8. And if you have the trade paperback called Consequences, that's where it would fit. But this story was not reprinted in that volume. Right. There you go. At least, at, least, uh, at least somebody remembered Gates for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Now, I wonder, did... Uh, I can't remember when Gates was. So created, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> we missed one uh, one bit of news that just happened today. Oh, oh was Gates we? coming uh, back? No. Um, a little bit of sad news. Uh, Derek oh. J. Wyatt, who probably a name most of y'all don't know right off the top of your heads, he passed away. He was a character designer on the Legion of Superheroes TV show from 2006 to 2007. Oh, man. He right. also worked on Titans, the Green Lantern animated series, quite a few things. Mm-hmm. But oh, well. Pour a drink out He for did that. do Indeed. character designs for the Legion show. He he really helped define, like, the style of the early 2000s, the, like, teen, the Teen Titans style and Legion style in a lot of ways informed a lot of what was on television at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, very yeah. Very cool. Wow. Very, very cool. Uh, well, it's sad that he's gone, especially during the holidays. That's yeah. always a hard time to lose someone, but we salute you, sir. Thank you so much Indeed. for your hard work. Indeed, a 21 Cthum salute. Mm-hmm. We won't do all 21 of them, though. No, no, we won't. Some of us are too drunk to consume much. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Well, these are these were two two fun stories. I really liked them. Mm-hmm, they were. They were cute. Mm-hmm. 
no earth shattering continuity spikes to, to be concerned with here. That's nice. And it's nice when you don't have to worry about that stuff at all. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, and you know, it is, uh, it is the holidays, obviously the perfect time to read these and really the perfect time to kind of, you know, look back and reflect. And we've done one from this year and we've done one from like 11 years ago. And, um, and so we really did manage to, uh, to, uh, to clear up some uh, Christmas uh, Legion stories through history. Speaking of history, Michael. Uh, yes. Yeah, so um, one thing that I forgot to mention was that um, the, this uh, combining all of Earth holidays into one kind of negates that other Legion Christmas story where we saw Colossal Boy celebrating Hanukkah and Superboy and Wildfire and the others went off to find the the Christmas star. But yes. also the implication seems to be it isn't just Christmas and winter holidays. It's all holidays is now right. one day, which. Well, I think that's a government thing, but personally, you can do whatever you want to. <laughs> yeah, the government only gives everyone one day off for holiday. You wait for it. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I can't help but uh, think this was actually supposed to be like like darkly humorous in a, in a oh past. yeah, be, mm-hmm. being that it's Abnet, I can believe it. <laughs> Who, by the way, I was surprised to see the was was in the credits because you know they hadn't written Legion since the reboot, and yeah. coming in for this one off is pretty cool. Absolutely, we should have also mentioned that Phantom Girl's on the cover of this book mm-hmm. um, as a. a, a uh, what do you call it, Mason um, style balloon? Mm, yes, balloon. yes. Yeah. Float balloon, balloon. All right. So. So anyway, speaking of history, um, yes. Let's see. This uh, the DC <laughs> Holiday Special 2010 uh, in the Retro Boot continuity went on sale um, December 8th, 2010. And the Tis the Season to be Freezing number one is the Rebirth continuity, which went on sale uh, December 14th of this year. But going further back in the time bubble, uh, 60 years ago in 1961, and uh, uh, get comfortable, kids, because there's a lot of things that happen at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, 1961, Action Comics 285. Superman declares it's time to reveal his cousin Supergirl's existence to the world, much to her immense delight. In her very first public mission, she gets in trouble and asks the Legion for help. Uh, December 1961 also, Adventure Comics 293, the Legion of Super Traitors. So everybody take a drink. Uh, The Legion is under the control of the brain globes of Rambat, who seek to conquer the Earth. They disable Superboy, but realizing the weapon had no effect on Crypto, the now-freed Legionnaires travel back through time uh, to recruit Comet, Streepy, Streepy, Streaky, and Beppo. You said Comet, I automatically had my Cupid, Donner, (laughs) Blitzen. This was actually the very first appearance of Comet. Uh, We didn't get his origin until a couple months later in a Supergirl story. Which would have been a horrible mistake anyway, to print that. Uh, what, to have a young girl on her horse? Yeah, it just, it's, mm, it didn't age uh, well, folks. It didn't age this, well at all. This one was covered all the way back in uh, episode seven. Oh, my goodness. 
55 years ago, 1966, Adventure Comics 353, the Legion has forced to team with the Fatal Five, the five most dangerous criminals in the known universe, to combat the Sun Eater. Pharaoh Lad sacrifices himself to stop it, while the Fatal Five decide to form a band and escape. So pour one out for a dead Legion. <laughs> when you said form a band... I did that deliberately. <laughs> There's poor F.E. lad. You know, and what did the Fatal Five do? Oh, let's go and get a gig. Uh, 35 years ago, 1986, Cosmic Boy, number four. Mm. End of time, the Time Trapper lets Rock and Lid escape, and then he monologues how he has his own pocket universe version of Superboy. Uh-oh. Uh, and that was episode 340. And I forgot to mention that uh, episode, Adventure 353 was LOSP episode 57. Hmm. Uh, same same day in 1986, Tales of the Legion number 345. It's a reprint of Legion volume 3 number 20. The five Legionnaires try to find a way to disable Tyr's homeworld without destroying his people, which is more that can be said for Tyr. And that was episode 354. Coming on New Year's Day 1987, uh, which we hope to cover sometime this summer, actually, mm -hmm. is Legion of Superheroes Volume 1 and Volume 2, the Mayfair role-playing games. So Volume 1 was uh, Module number 213. The World Book was uh, episode or uh, <coughs> Module number 216. And we're going to take a couple of episodes, hopefully this summer, and talk about those volumes and the playing of the role-playing game. Uh, 25 years ago, 1996, Legion Volume 4, number 89, Spark is furious with Cosmic Boy and Saturn Girl's rules and their relationship in spite of her twin brother's absence, causing her to flee the Legion. And this will be like roughly fall of 2024. Uh, then Superman plus the Legion of Superheroes, Superman takes the Legion to his fortress to try to help them return to their era, and we will do that uh, episode after we do episode or issue 89. 20 years ago, 2001, Guide to the DC Universe Secret Files, uh, a look back at the year 3001, courtesy of the late Legion of Superheroes. Expect that one in late 2027. Uh, the same day, we have The Legion, number three, uh, it says it's an entry point issue, so take a drink for a bold new direction. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah! <laughs> uh, after being rescued by former colleagues from an ambush ordered by President Macaulay, the Legionnaires are brought to the one place they'll not only be safe, but can also rebuild the future's greatest super team, Brand's new creation, the Legion World, a planet containing all environments of the home planets of the Legion. Brand asks them to return to their duties, protectors of the universe, using the same teleportal that device that brought them back home, and also late 2027. Mm. 15 years ago in 2006, Supergirl and the Legion number 25, the Wanderers, led by Lightning, Light Lass, and, uh, or sorry, led by Light Lass and Lightning Lad's older brother, Mecht, raid the Legion headquarters to abduct four members to join their cause, Light Lass, Starboy, Ultra Boy, and Karate Kid. And so she should probably take a drink for a supervillain invading Legion headquarters. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Meanwhile, Mon Elf escapes from the Phantom Zone, and Brainiac 5, with the assistance of Dream Boy, is able to help concoct a serum that saves Mon Elf from his deadly lead poisoning. And that will be in mid 2029 ish. Cool. Ten years ago, uh, 2011, DC Comics presents Elseworlds 80 page giant number one. Uh, you may recall that the first printing of that one was pulped because uh, DC editorial did not want to show Supergirl, uh, sorry, Superboy's babysitter putting young Kal-El in the microwave oven. <laughs> and then they decided to uh, bring it back and reprint it later. The reason I mention this is there is a one-page gag by uh, Mark Wade and Ty Templeton, which is hilarious. Uh, young Darkseid is re- is rejected from the Silver Age Legion and gets a flight belt as consolation. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> as funny as a one-pager can get written by Mark Wade and art by Ty Templeton. There you go. Uh, also in 2011 DC Comics presents Legion of Superheroes number 2 which reprints the new comic 0 through 4 and a bunch of other stories where Lightning Lad travels to Tacron Galtos to confront his brother Sunboy and Polar Boy team up to find out what's up with a menace trying to to destroy the universe and Dawnstar is on the trail of the one person or on the trail of the person who's been causing trouble for the Legion and uh don't hold your breath for these. Uh, we will be well into 30 by the time we get there. And so, uh, you know, talk to uh, Paul's daughters about talk that to one. the kids, yeah. Yeah. Uh, another one in 2011, Legion Secret Origin number three. The battle to save the border worlds of the United Plants from an unknown alien threat rages on. It's a trial by fire for the newly formed Legion as work continues on an experimental starship that could tip the balance of the war. Uh, meanwhile, Brainiac 5's attempts to unravel the enemy's objective pushes 12th level intellect to obsess over the one thing they don't have much of, time. That was back in episode 162. Finally, five years ago in 2016, <laughs> Justice League versus Suicide Squad number two, uh, Amanda Waller orders the Suicide Squad to battle the Justice League to avoid capture or she will trigger the bombs in their neck. Meanwhile, Max Lord makes a deal with the villains he freed to help him and gain the revenge on Amanda Waller and Emerald Empress appears in here somewhere. <laughs> and that is This Week in Legion History. Yay! There we have it. I do have... History. Take a rest. Jeez. Yes, I do have one one trivia question, though, All right. for uh, what is appropriate for the season. Um... So as everybody knows, we did the uh, we did our annual Christmas special last week where we do the audio commentary. Yeah. So uh, my question, my trivia question, is name all of the other events that we have done a Christmas show commentary for. Oh wow! Starting in 2013. A Christmas stories in there somewhere. That was 2014. Um, I know we did Pee Wee's Christmas special. That was yeah. 2015. Gremlins. Gremlins. Gremlins is 2017. Die Hard. Before Christmas. 2018 was Die Hard. Nightmare Before Christmas. 2019. Hebrew Hammer, which we just did. 2021. 
We're missing 2013, 2016, and 2020. Well, the, 20... the Star Wars Lego Holiday Special was 2020. Yep. That was 2020. Yeah, the uh, the Festivus episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, that was the very first one we did in 2013. Yeah, because Matt had problems with me and he wanted me to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> one other. Uh, um, 2016. So 2016. I was not mm. present for that one. Oh, um, 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 vicious. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The vicious Christmas special. <laughs> the the gayest whatever. of them all, almost, almost beating out. Pee-wee for the gaiety level. Almost. Almost. But I'm Pee-wee had share, so that wins easy. Oh. Oh. <laughs> hey, if you're gonna bring All Comet right. into it. <laughs> I know, right? All right. So the subs, the subs were not stumped this week. Nope. Oh, and it was a it was a a, a subs question. I mean it's very meta. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's uh, let's wrap this puppy up. Uh, uh, Derek and Brent, thank you so much for joining us from the future. Always a pleasure to uh, to have you guys around. You're welcome. All right, so folks, co uh, comments as always can be sent to us at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail dot com. Uh, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at Facebook Legion of Substitute Podcasters dot com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all these things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble. And, you know, because we got to drop these guys off in, in, in Australia. And uh, we will see you all next week. Have a happy holiday, everybody. We'll see you in the new year. <laughs>